Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, here from Murad Atash of The Athletic, we talk about the state of the Jets and the NHL's return to play plans seemingly getting closer to being a reality. We also hear from Marissa Naylor of the University of Manitoba chapter of Motion Ball for Special Olympics. I don't know if you heard that. That was my cat knocking things off the table. He's not a part of the podcast, but anyway, here's the podcast. So the NFL continues to move along. What about the NHL? Well, perhaps we'll know soon when the Winnipeg Jets will be playing again. It sounds like they will be allowed to have training camp. The Manitoba government today saying they will exempt the Jets and will allow them to train here. There's no threat to the Manitoba public. I think that's not really the issue. I think the issue is more optics of letting them gather when the public can't gather at Christmas time. But anyway, let's talk NHL and the Jets with our friend Murad Atesh of The Athletic. It's been a while, Murad. How are you doing tonight? Hey, doing quite well, Christian. How are you? I'm doing well. Are you? Are you, you learned a lesson, a valuable lesson for those who don't know, uh, and that's to uh, p- people that played video games growing up will know this too. Always save. Always save your work, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I was putting together the, the deep dive about the Winnipeg Jets fan survey results. So there's charts everywhere. Um, all of the answers that fans gave about, you know, what lines they want, um, you know, what the best offseason moves for the Jets were, what the worst ones were, where the franchise is, everything. And it was a deep dive. It was all done. And uh, I went to click save. And then the, the Internet gods were not with me. It disappeared mm-hmm. on me. Um, somehow a one in a million thing, autosave hadn't been working as it normally does. I lost a, a day's of work last night and fired it off overnight, went back to the well and, and, and did it all over again. I did not like it, Christian. <laughs> but here you are. You've got it out. No one knows that. If you didn't you know, put it out there that it happened and didn't write in your article about it, no one would know. You know, I, I, I thank you for saying that, and I appreciate that. And I honestly think you're right. I, I think that this one would have worked. As soon as I went back to the well and started just rewriting it, um, and, you know, because the charts are all there, um, all the questions are there, you know, all the information was there. I, I found that I, I remembered all of these weird little references I made. I remembered fans' stat lines that they were giving. One, one fan predicted Brassois would have a 6-5-1 and one record next season with a 9.04 save percentage. All this stuff was still fresh in my brain. So it wasn't quite the same thing as doing two jobs twice. And I, and I think in the end, it, it worked out really well. The response has been great. All right, so let's get into the results of your Rage article, and that is the fan <laughs> survey. So you put out a survey on just on Twitter a couple weeks ago, and how many responses did you get? Um, the the survey we actually hosted it at the athletic site uh, using you know a Google form kind of document that you have. So uh, between the site and Google, I think it was a thousand respondents that we had. Nice. Um, and yeah, and uh, and between them answering questions and writing essays about what it's really like to be a fan right now, there's just a ton of content to go through. So I don't want to spoil all of it. Uh, we want people to go to the website. But what was the biggest takeaway for you? Any surprises from what the fans said? Well, I, go- I have to say that uh, I-, I think fans were a little bit more optimistic about the state of the defense than I expected it to be um, after uh, you know, I asked everybody, 
you know, how high do you rate Josh Morrissey on a Stanley Cup contention quality team? And, um, you know, mo- everyone agrees he's a top four minimum. There's a lot of folks saying t- top pairing, kind of two, number three in that sort of range. Great. Josh Morrissey, uh, solid. Uh, Dylan DeMello, top four. Neil Pionk, top four. That was the response. Um, but then even without there necessarily being, you know, a, a Norris caliber defenseman to, to round out that top four, there's no Bufflin anymore and, uh, and all that sort of stuff. To, to have that group being ranked in the, in the top half of the league by Jets fans, I thought that was a little optimistic, I'll be honest. Um, also optimistic, there were two votes for uh, who on Winnipeg's media would you most like to have on your beer league team that went to Christian O'Mell? Wow. Two. Um, and one wasn't votes? me. <laughs> one, one referenced your skills as a defenseman, called you very solid, dependable. Uh, and the other just said, hey, that, that dude is big. And so there's, a, there's faith in your size as a player. I know these were anonymous, but I got a hunch that those two may probably work at CGOB that wrote those in. But I'm not going to name names. I did for me. I wrote in Trevor Kidd because I thought it would be good to have, you know, an NHL quality goaltender on your hockey team. But anyway, um, we look at these results and we think about what we're looking at this season with uncertainty about rosters and the ability to call up and down. A lot of questions about Cole Perfetti. Do you think, regardless of what the fans think, that he's going to play in Winnipeg this year? Oh, I think that there are better odds than there have ever been for a, for a player in his position. Um, you know, I, I like the fact that there has been such a long offseason for him because, you know, size, strength, speed were kind of his issues. His brain, his hands, his offensive talent, they're all there. I like the long run-up uh, that he was able to get in terms of working out and training. I like that he's, you know, a, a lock, to use McKenzie's words, Bob McKenzie's words, about uh, uh, the World Junior team. Assuming this tournament gets underway, he'll be playing at the highest level. He's going to hit camp running. I also think that one of the, the hang-ups still being negotiated between the NHL and NHLPA is exactly how rosters are going to work because there's so much chaos in, in other leagues around the world. So I think that there might be not only opportunity for Cole Perfetti to be in Winnipeg, but artificial opportunity caused by the pandemic. I think that there might be some roster concessions and it won't be just 23 men or anything to that effect as it tends to be um, that all point to this guy is, is, is walking a perfect storm. And, and if he's ready and if he, um, if he demonstrates what, what he, you know, all of his best talents, I, I think he'll get into some games this season. Well, and another part of this too, Murat, is that we know the WHL wants to start in a month and the OHL wants to start in two months and we don't know, and the AHL as well, but there are no guarantees that the, those leagues will be able to make it happen. We know the NHL has the kind of money to pay for testing and have this system work and they've showed that the the cohort quarantine thing works from the summer but those other leagues don't exactly have that luxury so it's possible that the only league perfetti could play in is the nhl that's the only option for him yeah completely agreed i think that's that's really astute i mean it's not a typical situation where there's an ohl that would be underway or or have all those same options and and i think that you're right to point out that resources are a big driver too i mean if anybody's going to make this happen it's going to be the nhl there's so many millions of dollars invested in or at stake in tv deals radio deals everything i think the appetite is there that even if 
they have to put tremendous amount of cost overlays to, to pay for testing and, and to do temporary bubbles or, or whatever the cohorts are going to be shaped like. Um, I think that the NHL has every appetite and every dollar to do it and to do it well. So um, it's going to be an interesting situation for Cole Perfetti on that regard. It's going to be a similar thing for Dylan Sandberg, I think, on defense. He hasn't played an NHL game yet, but there could be opportunity for him to not only make the roster but play a major role because it's not as if he's able to go back to college at this stage. And if the AHL is is uh, an issue for him as well, depending on what the AHL is able to do, then there's a there's a step that he may be able to skip. You know, they, I think this affects a lot of people for a lot of clubs, and it's going to be so interesting to see how it goes. Do you think that has a positive or negative impact for the Jets' hopes long-term this year? You know what? I like it. I, I, I think that long-term, I guess, if if a player has excelled at the level that he's at below uh, below the NHL, I believe in a step up within measured doses. I mean, let's let's talk about Cole Perfetti again. If he claims a roster spot, we have to also acknowledge that Winnipeg's forwards are deep, right? Winnipeg would be able to bring him on uh, at a measured basis if they needed to. Every few games, every couple of games, keep him around the group. Uh, you know, it would be a much better experience for him than any of the alternatives right now, I, I, I believe. Or... The same with Dylan Sandberg, who just excelled in college. And the question is, okay, will he need some AHL seasoning or is he ready for the NHL? We'll keep him around the group, especially if it's an expanded one. And then the other, you know, third of Winnipeg's top three prospects, I would say, would be Ville Hainala. And he's having just a phenomenal season up until fin- Finland's pause right now. 14 points in 19 games. He's playing a top four role. He has great possession numbers. Like, I mean, there's so much to like about what he's been able to do there. So maybe he stays there because the, if they're able to get going and, and, and there's a good situation for him there. Um, but maybe it also means that while well, he's excelled enough at that level, that even if he doesn't come in and play top pairing, top four quality minutes or something like that here, I think that uh, all of these guys that Winnipeg's counting on probably as soon as next year to play substantial roles will have a better taste, a better bit of seasoning, and, and will be ready to go uh, in a year's time when they're counted on to be impact players. So looking ahead, we've both heard the reporting. Sounds like a, a season will start in just over a month, 56 games or so. The All-Canadian division would appear to be a, a lock for sure. How do you feel about all this? Does this seem feasible for the NHL to pull off? Well, I am torn. I, I mean, I think personally, I think as a citizen before, I think as a, as a hockey writer, and I just I see the numbers COVID-wise going up in, in a lot of the major markets and whether that's the States or that's here. And, you know, everybody in, in Winnipeg and Manitoba is doing the, the best that they can. And um, there's a sense of caution for me on that, you know, that uh, it's, it's going to be a, a massive undertaking to make sure that it goes well. And then that's for me, it's, um, it's balanced by the fact that, well, hey, the NHL did it, and they did it so well over the course of that long-term bubble that they established in the summer. So I believe that um, they have the best practices in place, whatever they're going to be. I- I'm-, I'm more, I think we talked about this before the NHL bubble began. I was like, well, I don't know how it's going to go. Nobody's ever done this before. And I know it's not going to be the exact same structure, but at least they have a track record of of successfully co- closing things off and, and running it well. So um I, I believe that they can, and I hope that they can, and, and I hope that I get to be a part of it in as big of a way as possible. Well, and we at the now radio voice of the Winnipeg Jets absolutely hope so as well. And we look ahead to you know, training camps possibly opening in, in as little as three weeks here in Winnipeg. Uh, just one last note on your, your piece before I let you go. 
Did you get any votes for uh, beer league hockey team teammates that uh, people would like to add? Yeah, which which proves that the readership uh, really really doesn't mind uh, a little bit of enthusiasm over talent in the dressing room. So you know, if you're out there thinking that you know a Matt Hendricks or Nate Thompson was a sketchy ad and you and you voted me number one for your beer league team, well, I got to say there's a little bit of hypocrisy there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I kid, but yeah, it was uh, it was so much fun. It was nice to nice to be included as well. Absolutely, yeah. I was having my best beer league season of my life before the the shutdown here in Winnipeg. I I'm you know I'm a stay at home defenseman. I had six goals in five games. It was an I was like two off my career high for a season. And uh, maybe someday I'll get to build on that in February if hockey comes back for us normal people we know it looks like it's coming back for the pros relatively soon Murad appreciate your time as always thanks for this and people can find your work on The Athletic thanks very much Christian the pandemic has had a huge impact on so many industries so many people and uh, one of those industries and groups we want to highlight tonight is Special Olympics and Motion Ball and here to talk about this is Marissa Naylor, who is part of the University of Manitoba chapter of Motion Ball. Marissa, welcome to the show tonight. Thanks, Christian. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, what inspired you to get involved with this initiative in the first place? So uh, before I did Motion Ball, I did a little bit of volunteering with Special Olympics Manitoba. And being an athlete myself in golf and tent and bowling, I've been grateful to have many opportunities and I think a big way of being an athlete is giving back and being a student as well at the University of Manitoba. I was able to find that way through motion ball and giving back through Special Olympics, which uh, is a huge initiative. But unfortunately, with the whole COVID pandemic, we're fighting some struggles, but uh, we're fighting through them. But the biggest thing is raising awareness. And that's what we're doing on a committee today. So how many people are impacted by the lack of programming right now for Special Olympics? Um, for Special Olympics, I'm not 100% sure, although I know for from the motion ball aspect, our event in which we hold uh, yearly in January is cancelled this year because of COVID. Uh, so we have figured out a different route, which is three different fundraisers. Uh, all these fundraisers are now taking place in the new year um, as a result, and they're all virtual and contactless. And as also as a result of that, they are um, benefiting the public and they not only uh, raise money to go towards Motion Ball, but also Special Olympics Canada Foundation, of which Motion Ball is uh, a part of in the uh, industry of Special Olympics. And so these three fundraisers, like I said, are all virtual. They're all fitness related. Uh, and we are currently in the works as a committee to finalize these fundraisers for the new year. And they'll be happening in January, February, as well as March. So let's backpedal just a little bit. Uh, for those who may not know, explain what Motion Ball is. For sure, yeah. So Motion Ball is a nonprofit organization, and we raise money for the Special Olympics Canada Foundation. Uh, and Special Olympics Manitoba here inside the Sport Manitoba building, of course, is within Special Olympics Canada. And Motion Ball generates a uh, movement for Special Olympics athletes by bringing them together to give back to the community. Uh, and specifically the marathon sport, which is what Motion Ball is uh, really a part of and what we bring to the table of Special Olympics Canada. It is a committee where we uh, build an event, like I said, called uh, Marathon Sport. And all of the U of M students come together to team up, basically, to create different teams uh, that uh, participate in this marathon of sport. And that happens typically, again, at the U of M in the Maxwell Center. 
where one Special Olympic athlete is put on each team and they go through various different activities. And just that one event the U of M holds every year uh, raises a ton of money that goes towards the Special Olympic Canada Foundation as a result. And you mentioned that the, obviously you can't have it this year, but what is being planned in lieu of the Marathon for Sport for 2021? For sure, yeah. So we have three fundraisers planned for the new year right now. Um, although conveniently around the Christmas time, we're doing a show and save currently, which is uh, all virtual as well. We have a special code that you guys, uh, people can find on our social media pages as well as our website. Uh, people can go to our Instagram page and find that show and save, which we're doing currently, like I said. Uh, and then we also have three fundraisers planned that are in lieu of the Marathon of Sport. And these three fundraisers, like I said, are all fitness-based. Uh, they will be all virtual and all contactless. They will be safe, and you can do them right in the middle of your comfort in your own home. Uh, and they all feature different people, uh, local businesses, actually, of course, throughout Manitoba, which is really important right now. Um, and there are different uh, fitness activities from Zumba to yoga and everything in between. And this is a, a big initiative across the country as well, and especially on university campuses with students getting involved. For sure, yes. Yeah. So the whole committee is uh, University of Manitoba students, and we come across all different faculties, myself in the Asper School of Business. Uh, there's a couple of students in the Faculty of Recreation and Community, or Recreation Management Community Development, as well as kinesiology and everything in between as well, including science as an example as well. So for you this year, how has the pandemic impacted your schooling? Uh, so my schooling has been all online. I've been uh, doing all of my work and schoolwork uh, from home since basically March, which has been different for me. Um, and all my sports have been pretty much canceled now until a new year with the new restrictions that just came out. And so, uh, yeah, but all my schooling, all my work is online. So I barely leave my house now. <laughs> But still, it's it this motion ball. It emphasizes the importance of activity and of having people to do it with, right? And that's something that a lot of these Special Olympics athletes are missing right now. Exactly. Yeah. And the biggest thing that we push at motion ball, or even try to push in our different events that we do, especially the marathon of sport that unfortunately we can't do, but we're hoping to do through our fundraisers, is giving back to the community and providing sport and raising money essentially for people who can't have sports the way that some of, some athletes like myself have had, but in a different form, but still just pushing that giving back perspective and giving back in the sense that uh, they can still have sport. Maybe it's in a different way. Uh, maybe it's a little bit of a different showcase than from what we see it. But the biggest thing is giving back and showing them that they, anyone can do sport. It doesn't matter who you are or what you do um, or what um, abilities that you may have, that everyone can do it. And that's the biggest thing we promote at Motion Ball. So again, if people want to learn more about this, Marissa, where can they go? And uh, if they have some money to donate, what can they do with it? For sure, yeah. So they can check out uh, Matto uh, Motion Ball on Instagram. And if you can give us a follow, that also would be great. You can see all of our fundraisers there. Our current show and save is also up there. Uh, and then you can also go to our website, which is right on our Instagram link, uh, which also showcases Motion Ball as an organization as a whole, as well as our committee and everything we're doing that also the Instagram also keeps you up to date in what we're doing as a committee. Uh, I know we're meeting next month and I'll be more into the works of our fundraisers and what's to come. Forgive me, but what's a show and save show and save is a, so basically it's coupons where you can use them for any restaurants, 
um, anything really across Manitoba. And there is coupons that basically give you money off of a purchase. Probably should have known that. But anyway, thank you for the clarification. <laughs> no uh, Marissa, I, pr- I appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this and good luck with everything. Thank you so much, Christian. Tune into the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell. Or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I dig you're out of luck. But Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?